You're listening to your travel podcast. My podcast. You are listening to your podcast. Back to your. You are listening to the travel podcast. Welcome to the Tablet Podcast. Do you need coffee? I obviously do because I'm wearing this Tableau Podcast merch hat that says I need coffee. Are you listening to the Tableau Podcast or the Tableau Pod Class? I don't know. As you can see from the hoodie I'm wearing, it says the Tableau Pod Class. I'm fully merched out right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I finally got my TTP merch like way too late. All the fans got it. All the people that bought it got it. And Brian Nam, Eddie Nam's brother and Eric Nam's youngest brother, <laughs> didn't give it to me until today. So now I'm fully merged out. Um, how are you guys doing? I know that some of you are, well, actually a lot of you, judging from the demographics, um, are about to go to college or um, waiting for college acceptance letters right yeah yeah because um isn't it time right now like people are some people are still applying um i think early decision like applications are done and they're just waiting for answers and it's it's a very you know anxiety ridden time right um i i don't remember like i don't remember completely like I, i don't remember like in detail um what i was feeling but um i'm sure that a lot of you are like oh my god like i hope the letter or is it a letter still or like do you get a phone call because i got a phone a call phone call i got a phone call oh no <laughs> okay wh- what do you get uh it's just an email in your portal what yeah so there's what do you mean a portal like dr strange <laughs> there's portals now so each college has a portal and you log into the college website portal because you created an account. Mm-hmm. And it oh, says okay. your admission. Oh, I thought acceptance. you meant like portals. Uh huh. That'd be pretty. <laughs> and you were like, Dad, you've been holding this back. That from would me? be an awesome um, college like interview. They just, somebody just walks through a portal and is like, hi. That's why tuition is so high. Hi, I'm from MIT. We invented this portal. <laughs> and then you do an interview like in your living room and they go back through the portal. And then, like, you just wait a few months until, like, staring at a blank wall to see if the portal opens up again. <laughs> and if it does, you're accepted. So you just walk in and you're on campus. You're in your freshman dorm. Okay. But anyways, okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are, are waiting for the email or, like, you know, the acceptance, right? And um, it's a terrible time, probably, for some of you. Because, um, like... You're done. Pretty much everything you have to do, you're done. Um, but you can't really fully lay back because you know you haven't had closure yet. Um, where did you guys apply? We'll wait for answers. Uh, we're waiting for answers. <laughs> we're going to wait. The next 50 minutes or so of the podcast is going to be me waiting for answers. You still have the Common app, right? Yeah. Okay, so you write one and pretty much everything is just the mm-hmm. same, except for certain essays and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's the thing. So the SATs, when I took them, it was out of a 1600. It was a 1600 max thing, right? 
I sound really dumb. It was reading it was like reading a, section. Of that it was like section. one thousand six hundred thing, <laughs> right? Um, and then eventually, it, didn't it become like a twenty four hundred system? Yeah, because they added while? a writing section, and then everyone realized it was stupid. So now it's back to sixteen hundred. Exactly the point I was getting at. Okay, so the SATs, the Scholastic Aptitude Test, I believe, right? Yeah. It's am I right? Yeah, you got okay, it. Okay, I still remember. Okay, well, anyways, the test that is standardized, right? To oh, it's the standardized aptitude test, not the scholastic aptitude test. I have no idea. Who cares? Anyways, <laughs> the SATs, <laughs> the SATs, is supposed to measure, um, you know, like in the best way possible, um, your academic aptitude right and to decide whether or not um you should go to this college or whatever or or this college should accept you or whatever and the fact that they have fucked up that they have backtracked says a lot doesn't it yeah because colleges literally would write on their thing like just so you know we'll take your writing section but we don't care but but what i'm saying is it was out of 1600 yeah. Right. And then they changed to the 2400 system. And then they realized that something wasn't right or working properly. And they backtracked and went back to 1600s. Right. And who knows? They may keep making revisions. Right. And what I'm saying is if the test that is supposed to like objectively measure your, um, your intellectual prowess or whatever, um, is is backtracking, right? And is doing missteps. I mean, it says a lot about this standardized system, right? Like, honestly, you know, I had to take the SATs, but um, I was always against it. Like, I was against any standardized test at all because how do you standardize conditions, right? Like, how do you standardize emotional conditions? Like how you feel at the time when you take the test, right? Or like, just, I don't know, do you take it on a screen now? Like a computer screen? Or is it still like the OMR or whatever? Yeah, like, remember you have to write your um like vow of like integrity in cursive? Yeah. Yeah, still have to do that. You still have to do it in cursive? You still have to, yeah, remember that like part, like when you're like saying like, I'm not going to cheat and like, blah, 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 all my answers are valid. You have to write that part in cursive. They still do that. Oh, really? Kids do not know how to write cursive. Cursive, they realized that it was unnecessary and now they don't, they don't do it anymore. They don't teach it anymore in, in elementary school. There's a lot of schools that don't. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's been abandoned. It's been scrapped because, and we, all of us growing up wasted a, a ton of time a shit ton of time learning something that was going to get scrapped. Listen, I still write in cursive because it's actually faster to write in cursive than it is to disconnect all the letters. And it's also fancier. It's oh. great for Hallmark cards. <laughs> That's literally the only reason why you have a Christmas card for me. Yeah, because if you write <laughs> if you write like Happy New Year's and it's just printed, it looks bad. But if you have that little swirl on the H... <laughs> Right on the capital H, yeah. Uh, it just looks more like it, it tells people you have your life together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this per this dude, dude. Did you check out the card from Fred? This dude, from Fred. this dude <laughs> writes cursive. 
he's got shit together. And the other friend is like, are you sure this is from Fred? Because isn't it Ted? And they're like, no, that's an F. That's how you write an F in cursive. And the other friend's like, what do you, what do you mean? That looks like a, that looks really weird. It looks like a musical note or something. No, no, it's F. <laughs> Dude, you don't know how to write. You know, forte. You don't know how to write cursive? And his friend's just like, and what is this thing right next to the F then? This thing. And he's like, that's the R. It's not an N. He's like, that's not an R. That's a, that's the Grand Canyon. <laughs> what? That's the, that's like a weird, like, that's a hammock. <laughs> and his friend's like, what? You don't know how to write cursive? Anyways, um, <laughs> what was I talking about? I was talking about college. Yeah. Uh, so Diane was like, you know, a lot of people are waiting for their, like, whatever, the college thing. Maybe, like, I have some insight to give. And honestly, that's the first thing I, I wanted to tell you. Like, if the SATs don't have it completely together where they have to make changes, please first realize that it's not ever going to be an objective or a a completely accurate um, like assessment of your intellectual prowess and most importantly your potential okay the SATs I don't know if they claim to do that but they don't measure potential okay or I'm not even certain if the SATs um, are really up to date with the times right like because what is what is intellectual prowess and potential in the age of like now like 2020 like what is it right because like a kid a little kid is making like 26 million dollars a year from youtube okay yeah apparently I'm not sure of any of these numbers. Yeah. Okay, I don't, I'm not he sure about... He either. He failed his math section. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, I mean, like, this... I mean, how do we measure that? Right? Like, how, how are the SATs going to tell me if someone's going to make a really funny YouTube or, like, or uh, design awesome, like, nail polish? Okay? Like, How? You know what I mean? Like, how am I going to know that someone's going to make me, like, the best cup of coffee I've ever had? How, how's that, how are the SATs going to tell me if that person will be able to do that? So, so don't feel bad if you didn't have perfect SAT scores. A friend of mine incidentally did. And he's great, and he created the best cup of coffee in the uh, world. But that is actually, unrelated. I'm pretty sure he makes the worst coffee in the world. Uh, it's a friend of mine. It's a very good friend of mine from high school. Um, shocked everyone when uh, he got 1600 on the SAT, so like a perfect score. Okay, the reason it shocked everyone is uh, his GPA was incredibly underwhelming. Yeah. Considering the, what I just said about like his SAT scores, right? Yeah. No one expected it. It came out of nowhere. Um, because my friend, uh, well, I had a weird group of friends. He was a huge Star Wars fan. Um, also just very like, just a very gloomy person in general. Um, the first thing that uh, I think, I, I think he threw a sandwich at my friend uh, when, the first time we saw him. Um, <laughs> 
And you said, I gotta get to know this guy. Well, I eventually became friends with him, but at, at first it was very difficult. Okay. Right? And he's just, he was just a, he's a very, like, very unique, he has a very unique personality uh, where he would do tests or like homework and bring it in and not hand it in and walk to the front of the class to like when everyone's handing in their whatever and then just throw it in the trash can. And the teacher would be like, what are you doing? And he'll be like, I, I don't need you to, uh, like, I don't, I don't need you to check what I did because I, I know it. Like, like I, I'm done. Like, I finished it. Like, I don't need you yeah. to approve. That, like, tell me I got the answer. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and I was like, that's so badass. <laughs> um, should I do that? I'm like, should I do that? Like, or should I just... What do I what do I do here? It looks so cool and badass, but like also very unnecessary, right? Yeah. Why not just not do it? Like, why take the time to do it? I just didn't get it. Um anyways, he got sixteen hundred on his SATs. He was all over the papers in Korea. Um, it was like a big thing that some kid in Korea had gotten sixteen hundred on uh-huh. his SATs. And um, yeah, and and now uh, he's he's in uh, he's in like the Palo Alto area, doing something. Um, he listens to the podcast, so I can't really. Oh, I love you, dude. Um, <laughs> oh, he's he's happily married. He's like he's a very good person, right? But what I'm saying is, um, so he got sixteen hundred on his SATs. Another friend of mine. Um, who's also it might have been to this podcast. It actually might have been better for this friend that I'm about to mention to just finish um his SATs, like write all the answers down, and then take it up to hand it in and just throw it in the trash because <laughs> it did not work out for this guy. Oh. Okay. Um, and the thing is, he's doing amazing. He's like running shit. Um, I think he's working at like Westinghouse or something. Oh, okay. Like hotels? No, Westinghouse. Oh. Uh, I, don't I don't know. know what uh, that they is. probably have hotels too. <laughs> but like, I think Westinghouse is like the 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 energy company or like they. I don't know. I'm not. I I'm not I smart am, enough to I'm, like even I'm, talk about this. I'm a child. <laughs> like it, the whole like uh Tesla like Thomas Edison Tesla thing. It was like um J P Morgan and Westinghouse <laughs> going head to head, um with their with the electricity with like you know the whole current war um I, i'm not i could be wrong uh but anyways he's doing amazing right and did the sats really measure like what would happen no it didn't so um if you don't have that perfect score or the score that you you hope for or or worse that your parents demanded from you <laughs> Just let them know that, dude, even the SATs fucked up and had to, you know, change their appearance twice. Just tell them, like, dude, if they they can't figure it out, how the hell am I supposed to figure them out? Do you remember what you got? Yeah, I do remember what I got. I don't want to say it, though. (laughs) It's just too controversial. Um, It was too good. No, let let me just say, let me just say I didn't do as well on the math section as I did on the uh, 
reading? The the uh, English section. Yeah. Well, obviously, right? Because I'm like an English lit, right? So it it made sense. Um, I just didn't like math. That's the thing, right? Like all, all of all throughout my life, I just didn't like math. Maybe math didn't like you. Well, my parents, my dad, uh, was like, "You're the only person like in our family, like in a long history of our like of Lee's." To be bad at math. How and does he know that? I, and I was like, I was like, I'm not bad at math, Dad. I just don't like it. Like I get no enjoyment out of it. Like even when I get the right answer, like it it means nothing to me. Like I don't feel anything, and that's why I don't. I'm not good at it. Or what you what you would say, I'm not good at it. But um, I just I just don't do it. Because I'm I'm I don't like it. Anyways, um, so that's my thing about the SATs. So don't don't think too much about it. Like honestly, like it's weird for me to even remember my score. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just it doesn't matter. Like one the first week into college, okay, you, like you won't rem- like it won't matter at all. Um Second thing, uh, I think a lot of people stress over like the uh, application essay, right? Yeah. Like the college essay, because you have to like, what what are some of the topics they ask you to write about now? It's just like a personal like, thing you've overcome. Personal statement, right? Yeah, personal statements. It's like, why do you want to go study at that school specifically? Um, especially if like your major has to, you know how like you apply to school, but then you also apply to the major that you're potentially trying to join oh did you have to do that yeah okay so because like especially for art school you have to submit like a portfolio yeah because it's a it's a specialty school like for tish you have to like apply to film or like acting or whatever And so based on that they have you submit certain things for your portfolio but then they also have like personal essay questions so it's like what do you watch Uh and why do you watch it Uh which i think actually is like obviously like a good question it is a good question yeah um but it's funny because did you ever like peer edit like for other people's college essays? What do you mean? Because you're like, because you, like people coming up to me and asking me to write it for them. No, 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 like edit to like read over their essay and give your thoughts. Cause, oh yeah, like, a ton of people ask me. Yeah, and you realize real quick, people can't write. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, they're really bad at expressing themselves. They're bad at uh, <laughs> like, they're bad at having anything to really say. Yes. You know. Because they feel like there's a right answer there too, like math. Yeah. They feel like there's a there's one right answer, right? I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make. Yeah. Like a lot of my peers, like in in high school, um, they knew that I was a writer, like that that I was a pretty good writer. So a lot of them, like for the, they would come up and you know speak to me for the first time in their lives. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, Daniel, can you, like read over my essay and I'm like why I don't know you (laughs) like I've never spoken to you you've never spoken to me yeah why would I you know but anyways a lot of people asked and I read you know I looked over some of them and gave them my thoughts but what I realized that is uh, a good essay is just if you have something to say a bad essay is when you really have nothing to say but you feel like you know what they want to hear 
So you try to write what they want to hear. And the thing is, how do you know what they want to hear? Like, you, you, there's no way, right? Like, you don't know who's going to be reading that essay, first of all, right? Like, you don't know who at UCLA or like who at Rutgers or who at Princeton is going to actually be sitting down and, and reading your essay or if anyone's reading at all. But I think it's the fact that you have to remember it's a person. Yeah, it's, it's a so human it's being. it's like compel a human being. Yeah. And human beings are, you know, it's not even about college. It's just in general, like in, in life, human beings are compelled by, um, by unique stories, right? Not be, not, even if you're not like the best storyteller, if you're telling your story and that story is obviously going to be unique if it's true. If it's a if it's real and true to you, it has to be unique because it's coming from a unique person, right? And if that happens, um, that's that's what compels people, right? So I realized that a lot of the some some of these um, friends that were writing essays, like they it, it was eloquent. They knew their grammar really well. Um, they were also like just flexing with all the grammatical things they could do. You know what I mean? Like flexing how much grammar they, like how much grammar they have mastered. Like using unnecessary punctuations to show that they ha- they can use the full spectrum of them. You know? And it's, it's well written. It's just, it's just not real. It's like, they they are writing what they feel like they need to write or what they're supposed to write as opposed to like you know just just really saying something well you know as two creatives you got to know your audience and your your yes. audience is a person who reads hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of admission essays every year around the clock so the advice that i gave my peers at the time I mean, honestly, who was I to really give them advice now that I think about it? Because uh, almost everyone at my school was very surprised when I got into college. Yeah. Right? Like, they, a lot of people didn't know that, you know, that I had a brain. Like, a lot of people assumed that I was just the, the prankster or, like, the guy that was writing, like, music or you know, just the guy that was in musical theater, but not really trying. You were in musical theater? Yeah, for like one year. What show? Uh, Bye Bye Birdie. What? No, wait, was it Bye Bye Birdie? It was something, and I, I had a minor role, like the comic relief role. There has to be a photo or video. Probably. Okay. If, if, if someone goes to my high school, I'm sure, yeah. Like, um, I did a lot of weird things. But anyways, what I'm saying is... um. The advice that I gave them um, was, dude, like, if you're going to, if your essay is about why you're awesome, okay, which I don't know if this is like something that you want to do, but if if you have decided that you're going to write your your college personal statement about why you're awesome, don't just write you're awesome write that you're fucking awesome like this is why i'm (laughs) fucking awesome yeah okay like be funny about it or like just just go into super hyperbole where they can realize what you're doing or like you know don't just be like this is why 
you should accept me, right? And if you if you decide to just write something bland like this is why you should accept me, um, maybe write it in a way like this is what will happen if you don't accept me. Okay, here are some of the th- things that are gonna happen. Okay, okay, that that sounds like a threatening letter. <laughs> That sounds like a a threat. (laughs) But you know what I mean? mean, Like, I I would advise them not to do these topics, like to just blandly talk about why you should be accepted or why you're awesome or why you've accomplished many, many things. Because everyone that is writing writing an application to these colleges that you're applying to, they're all awesome too. They all have merits. And, you know, like realize somebody is going to be reading hundreds and thousands of like the same things right like a bunch of overqualified kids talking about how overqualified they are so i would advise my friends not to write about those topics but if you know if you felt like that's something you needed to do at least do it in a way that that it's like that it's like unique right like be a rapper about it you know don't just say that you have some money in the bank Say say like I've got, you know. <laughs> so just Kanye writing it. Yeah, essay. just just <laughs> go with it, right? Like go full on if you're gonna do that. Yeah. Um, my essay was about like uh like a like my dad and uh like a poem that he had written that I discovered, um, and how that poem, um, how I didn't get what he had written or what went into that writing. Um, It it was like, it was a poem that my dad wrote when he was little. My dad was an orphan. So, um, you know, the the poetry was pretty bleak. Um, And then just, just, it started off with that, with the actual like excerpt from the poem. And then it led into like my, how I had developed into you know, a creative, a writer, right? And just just what went on. And another uh, personal statement I I wrote about I it was from the perspective of me in a in a prison cell, and um, I had gone mad and I had written a bunch of things on the walls, and um, what I had written on the walls at some point started making sense, and that that was that was the whole thing. So it was a concept piece, right? And and I wrote things like that, not to not to be unique or creative. It's just like it's just at the time when I saw that piece of paper and I was like, okay, I have to write something. Um, it's just it's just what mattered to me, and apparently it worked, right? Yeah. So write what you are passionate about, um, because. It, you can you you can have the most eloquent, well written lie, and it will never measure up to a horribly written truth, is what I feel. Um, so, find something that really matters to you. Find something that is fun to write too. Right? If it's fun for you to write that, because it's not ever gonna be fun <laughs> to write a college essay. Right, like how it's like the opposite of fun. You're being forced to write something or to say something. 
But if you can do it in a way where you have a little bit of fun writing it, I'm sure someone's going to have a little bit of fun reading it. Um, so I, I, that's the I don't know if it'll still work now, but like at the time, that's the advice I gave to my peers. Yeah, that's very good advice. NYU Tisch is a different story, though. Yeah. Because art schools, they require a portfolio, yeah, right? That Which was a it's a nightmare, but it's a system I understood. Yeah. Okay. Because the, all the other colleges, you have to, okay, so you are basically preparing something that is, that they're going to have to, like, someone's going to have to infer who you are from it, right? And it, I, I didn't really get that, right? Okay, I, I could write a personal essay, but really, like, there's got to be some other way you can see what I can do or, like, what I could what I could become. Yeah, it's like if, like, chemi- like chemistry majors had to apply by, like, making, like, yeah. a chemistry set and sending it. Or, like, med school, you, you, you cure cancer. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you majored in? No, called bioengineering. Right? Bioengineering? Yeah. And, dude, Hi. <laughs> Okay, so our camera. Uh, Singin is um right now using all our Spotify money. Yeah, our vacation. <laughs> our uh, our normal camera dude is on vacation yet again. I don't know where he's getting all this money from, but I'm sure I I, I know one thing. I haven't gotten paid at all. So, but anyways, we have a friend of Diane's filling in, and you studied biochemistry. Oh, biotech engineering. engineering. And do you remember what your college essay was about? It's about your background? Your life, your life ba- background. Ba- life background. Because you, you grew up in Singapore. Did you talk about biochemistry at all? Okay, he didn't talk <laughs> about biochemistry at all. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Reading your essay, I wouldn't know that you would you know, be interested in biochemistry, right? So it didn't make sense to me, but a portfolio made sense to me because it's like, if I'm applying to a film school or photography, I send them, um, you know, pertinent, like, like a portfolio is, is exact, is, is visibly showing them. I can literally do Yeah, like what I can do. Yeah. Right. And, um, and they can just look at it and, and make a judgment call. Right. And that's a system I understood. Of course, it is a pain. The portfolio process is crazy. What was your portfolio, Diane, for NYU Tisch? Oh, God. <laughs> what did you send in? I. That is a really good question. I think the thing I sent in can be best uh, said as uh, experimental. Okay. It wasn't a story. So it was just um no I at the time I was really into things with no dialogue because I really took the whole like show it don't tell it uh-huh. like thing uh and so I forced my friend two friends to spend a whole day with me and I basically did this thing where I wanted a guy just like a very average looking like 20 something year old guy center of frame like mid medium sized frame and his like life kind of just happens like around him so his background changes so it's like when he wakes up mm-hmm. him having a meal him going to school and then as the rotations keep happening you see that each rotation is like the next stage of his life but he's very like unmoving mm-hmm. and uh the underlying like sound effect or music is very like staticky mm-hmm. you know and so it was a video yes yeah, so how long was it i don't know probably like 
two, three minutes long.、It、How was, much did it cost to make? Cost、uh, nothing. It was just I. I literally used iMovie and because、uh, I couldn't afford editing when I was in high school, and I used an old like legit like、uh, camera. Uh-huh. Not uh not no no fancy DSLR, just like this old Canon camera from Best Buy that I got for Christmas when I was in like ninth grade. See, I yeah, that's what I'm saying. You didn't need like perfect grammar or perfect technology or perfect you know cameras. You just had an idea, and whoever saw that video loved that idea, right? Yeah. Or saw that you could do more. You know, a lot of thing about film, uh. That was interesting to learn as like went through school was that what people valued and like what people saw as potential, especially、uh-huh. distributors. And I think it goes to say, I think、um, a lot of like、uh, especially Korean mindset I've noticed is very like the more money you pour into a kid, the better they're supposed to come out, right? Like you pay for all this extracurriculars, the hagwons, academies, and tutoring, and that's supposed to set them up.、Um, but in film. A lot of distributors go to film festivals, and whoever they made like a good story, but with the smallest budget, those are the ones they contacted about making something else because that meant that they knew how to use their resources. That's very true. Yeah, and yeah, and they were like, we see a lot of short films by people where like cars explode for no reason just to show they can, but it doesn't do anything for the point they're making. So instead, we'd rather go with the person who shot like on an iPhone. But told like a compelling story,、mm-hmm. you know. I, I, yeah, I, I, I see that because, like, if for example, if I was、um, someone at like, you know, USC Film School or or like NYU Tisch, and I'm like judging somebody,、um, or or I'm in the position where I have to like choose somebody to come, and I'm watching their reels, right? I'm sure there are certain pieces that look like, that look like movies. And I'm like, whoa! This looks like a movie, but I think that's the that's the worst thing that can be said about your um your your work, right? If someone's someone's like, this looks like a movie, right? And if that's the first thing they say, maybe you haven't made a movie. Yeah, they haven't. They, they had nothing else to say. Yeah, like it might look like a movie, but if it really was a movie, they wouldn't feel the need to mention it. They would be. They would be feeling the story or the f- feeling like the emotion or whatever.、Um, so I think, yeah, like just work with what you got. Like if you're in a position where you have to make a portfolio for like art school or something like that,、um, I guess yeah. And I, you know, I hear like certain people like, you know, spend a lot of money to have like tutors and. To to get help with like the portfolio, and、um, I don't know if that's what you want to do. Like I really don't know because when I was in college,、um, there are certain kids that shouldn't have struggled at all at co- in college because judging from their SATs or their、um, GPA or whatever credentials they had from high school, but. They would come to college and they would struggle like crazy academically, and then there are some of some people、um, like the, the friends I was hanging out with. A lot of us, you know, didn't have like you know we weren't like crazy in high school. We didn't go to like hagwons and stuff, but、um, 
you know, we did fine in college. Like we didn't really have trouble catching up or or keeping up. And that struck me as really weird, right? And and what I what I sometimes parents will come up to me for advice, and what I will tell them is like, dude, if if you um if you manufacture a a kid's like capabilities, capabilities yeah. during high school, and that's how you get that person into college. Um, I mean, you're probably under the impression that as as long as they get there. Uh, your work is done, but no, like because the minute they're there and they don't have that help, um, they're gonna feel lost, right? And college is supposed to be the time where you like explore and figure things out. And like if you're lost the minute you're there and having trouble keeping up, um, and and maybe feeling like you sh- you should you shouldn't be there, like. Or you weren't supposed to be accepted. Yeah, I mean that's like that's why put your kid through that, right? Like, why? Yeah. You know. Um, do you think? Well, I know the answer to this. I'm just leading a question for you. It's like, how important is a college's name or reputation to a person's education? And like, uh, where they mean? where they go? Because you know, people. A lot of people put a lot into big name universities. And yeah. If you don't go to that prestigious university, you're you're it's pointless, or you know you're not gonna do as well and stuff like that idea. Um. Well, you know I've mentioned it on few occasions, but like my my thing about college is like I don't know how important it's gonna be in the future. Um. But here's the thing, like, you know, like I went to one of those prestigious universities and of course there are certain things that I probably still benefit from, right? P- from with that um, like background. Uh, I'm sure there are certain things like that that are perks because of it. Um maybe i know someone that is an alumni that like um you know where we can help each other i don't know things like that i'm i'm sure like somehow um there are things that i benefit because of that but um but i'm saying like if i had gone somewhere else or not gone to college at all would that be any different i i don't know like it would just be different yeah. right like Let's say I didn't go to college and I spent that time like, um, you know, going into like film or something. And I met a bunch of people that are like directors, writers and stuff like that. Right. Um, I will still be benefiting from those relationships. Right. It's it's just it's just different. And and the reason why I mention it is because like when I give advice, like, you know, I don't believe that college i i believe college is a little bit overrated um you know the first thing they'll say is well that's because you you went to stanford and i'm like yeah but doesn't that make me more qualified to say that though (laughs) because like i'm not i'm not talking down an experience i never had 
you know, I'm, I'm telling you the experience I had. Like I, I did that whole thing. I did that whole path, right? I did what people would, you know, consider all the right things, right? But at the same time, it also became like uh, my biggest career killer too, right? Having gone there. So um, because life is so weird and in, in 2020, everything is very, 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 very different from 10 years ago. Um, like I, 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 I think I'm more qualified now to say that it, it really doesn't matter and shouldn't matter much. Um, like, do we really watch Matt Damon movies? Cause he went to Harvard. He did. Yeah. See <laughs> exactly my point. I know Natalie Portman did. No, Matt Damon went to Harvard. He dropped out, but do we really like, see, you didn't know and it doesn't matter. <laughs> right? It may have helped him at the beginning, maybe. Uh, maybe someone thought it was interesting that he was going to Harvard and he wanted to be an actor. And then they wrote Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, and but that's you know, that's when he dropped out. Yeah. Like, um But would he have not become an actor because like if he didn't go to like Harvard? No, like it'd just be different. It'd be a we don't know. So yeah, don't I I know a lot of you are listening right now and you guys have applied to like 12 schools or something, right? And you have your backups, like you have your um like A series A, like you have your like top ranking colleges yeah. that you really want to go to, your dream schools, and then your like backups and you're like anxious and you're you're like timid and afraid and like you don't know what's gonna happen um i'm saying anywhere you go uh as long as there's something for you to do there and if you make the most of it um you'll be fine and if you feel like you've ended up at the wrong place you can always transfer and or you could you could drop out <laughs> yeah very true. Yeah, like um as long as you have a plan that's not college, like yeah. have a plan. Dropping out is not the end of the world. Yeah. Um and and Mark Zuckerberg and Matt Damon like attest to that. I mean like 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 him or not. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm just saying they yeah. they they both quit to do something, something that was else, taking off. Right? So make sure that's why it's important to have life experience. Yeah. And yeah, that's my thing about college. Um you know like you know uh, uh, something that really that really is important to me like okay, here here's I don't know if this is going to help you guys at all. <laughs> like I don't know if this is going to ease your anxiety at all, but like so when I'm trying to force myself to be a good musician, right? Like I will spend like a month like just binge watching um, like really good movies, just reading everything and like going to like art showings and just, you know, just immersing myself in, in, in that, right? And what I discovered is that um, when I do that, it's actually really not helpful at all. 
because <laughs> because I'm bombarding myself with input, and I am too busy um, being creative that there are no empty spaces for me to fill with my own thoughts. Right there, there are just just yeah. If everything becomes input output, like and there are you don't leave spaces for yourself where you can just like you know you can insert your own like feelings and emotions like it it doesn't work and that's that's what a lot of high school kids and like college kids like they're just too busy you're just too busy being a student right but of what though like what do you like parents will force these kids to like constantly be busy performing and you don't you don't have those empty spaces for you to like be truly creative right to truly like feel stuff being bored is important yeah being bored is like key to poetry actually um like literature uh, a lot of literature has come out of boredom and that, that's a fact so <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, like, don't don't ever end up in a situation where like your job is a is being a really good high school student, or where your job or your thing is that you're a really good college student, right? That those are just steps to some other thing, and um, yeah, you'll realize very quickly, like the minute college ends, like you know that thing where like. You graduate from college and you forget like like ninety percent of everything you learned like in the first year or something like that. There's like a oh, wow. there's a thing. I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but um, it's probably true. Right? I don't remember a lot of the Gaelic I learned. I learned Latin in a uh, middle school. Okay, yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't even remember why I did it. I think I was forced to. Okay. Um. Most of the stuff I learned in college, I don't remember, but I do remember the experiences, right? And some, and a lot of those experiences were off campus. So, yeah, what else do I really need to, you know, what else is there to be said about these? When when do the phone calls come or, or the emails <laughs> or the portals? When do, the when do these portals open up? Yeah. When do the telegrams come? When does the Pony Express with my letter? I got a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. And like before they send you the letter, yeah. Um, I got a like I had to phone in to find out on a certain day, and then the person's like, "Congratulations, you got in and to the class of you know 2002," and I'm like, "Okay, is that it?" And they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, and they're like, "We'll see you like at admin weekend," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and I hung up and I'm like, that was very anticlimactic. Yeah. That's that's it. And then um I told my dad and my mom, I'm like, I got in. And they're like, Of course you got in. Yeah. <laughs> uh and I'm like, Okay, that's even more anticlimactic. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I realized at that moment I think that months and months of like preparing Right, like a whole year almost, right? Of like preparing like all those SATs, like even before that PSATs and all, just like all of that busy work, getting those papers together and sending it in, portfolio and all that stuff. And it's just like, 
It's just one phone call. It's just like one letter. I landed in Incheon Airport when I opened my computer at baggage claim to see I got into NYU. But I saw the financial aid email before the acceptance email, so I was hella confused. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, they're giving me money, so I'm assume <laughs> that I got in. And then I called my dad, and he was like, you got into NYU? And I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, thank God, you did not get into USC. Oh <laughs> I was like, gosh. you opened my mail. I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, great. And then he hung up. Why did they say that? Because USC is... <laughs> Too expensive or it's too far away? No, or? they said you did not get into USC. Oh, okay. They were like, oh, they told you. They op My dad opened the mail without oh, telling God. me while I was on the flight. And because that week that I was traveling in Korea so they, was, the, was a week that all the acceptance so stuff came out. So they didn't know that you got into NYU and they, they thought you just got rejected from USC. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did, I did not want to go to USC. <laughs> this is actually the most important part of this episode that... I almost missed out on because you mentioned it. How to deal with college rejections. Just get accepted to somewhere else. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is what we're really afraid of, right? What you guys are really afraid of. Those of you who are listening and waiting. Like you're afraid of the rejection. Um, and being rejected. Oh my God. I have some funny stories. <laughs> like a friend of mine got rejected from every school he applied to except one, okay? And that was the absolute backup. That was like the backup <laughs> backup, right? Yeah. And, you know, school, high school at that time, like when people are getting like accepted and rejected is a crazy time because you have kids like running around the hallway. I got it! I got it too! MIT! All of you! Yeah! I will step on all of you! You guys have nah, treated me like, treated me like dirt! Eat my foot! I will, I will build a machine! I will build a machine that you will worship! I will build a, I will build a car! I will build a car that looks like it came from the in future <laughs> and you will you will throw a metal ball at it and the window will crack okay yeah there are certain kids that are running around the hallways doing that yeah and then there are certain kids that are like crying yeah they're like crouched by their locker just face like Digging into their hands like, my life is over, <laughs> right? And man, that's a lot of tragic comedy to be going on in a high school. And I, and it's just weird because you're like, you're like seeing in real life, like you're comparing in real life, right? And it's just a lot. It's just too. I feel like when those letters or or those um acceptances and rejections come i feel like there should be no school <laughs> it's like, like a period I, of mourning well no i feel like it should be policy to not have all these kids in the same building like it just and it just doesn't make sense to me it feels like it should happen during break or something or like i don't know like in a in a in a truce period or something like it feels really wrong to have everybody in the same place like some people like 
you know, getting into their dream schools and some people just getting rejected and like, you know, people who get rejected, it doesn't mean that like your life is not going to be awesome. But at that moment, if you're watching somebody like running around, I got into Caltech, all of you will be, all of you will be under my foot. You're like, like, that guy got into MIT and yeah, I didn't get into and MIT? And it just makes everything just, like, really bad. You don't remember the schools you didn't go to. Is all I got to say. Yeah. You only remember what the, the place you went to, right? Because that's all that matters. Um, so don't, 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 like, there are going to be some rejections. Like, unless you get into every single school that you apply to. Actually, that does happen. Um, well, <laughs> all of you are probably too busy to listen to my podcast anyways. So <laughs> the people that are listening, I mean, there will be certain rejections. And the thing is, um, that's a, that's, that's what's going to happen for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, like, not in a bad way. What I mean, like everyone uh, is going to live life and just, you're going to have to deal with rejections. Right. So it's the same thing. It's like. Uh, you'll end up where you're supposed to end up and and where you end up college wise is not the end of the road. It's actually like not even the the starting point. It's just somewhere you go. Um, you can do whatever you want with it. It's it's a it's a different time now. Um, you've got YouTube, you've got social media, you've got so many different channels um, to do whatever the hell it is you want to do like college. You really think these professors that have tenure at college is gonna they they're gonna know like how to really help you out, how to like hook you up, really? Dude, these people I mean I love them. I love some of my professors. I still, you know, love them, but like they're very good at being a professor. Yeah. They're very good at being an acad academic, right? And these are the people, um, like you, you really think these people are gonna tell you how to, how to like, become a SoundCloud rapper? <laughs> how to become a YouTube star? I don't know, Professor okay. Warren. How he to had make some swag? <laughs> how to make the best muffins in the world? You think that's gonna happen? Well, culinary school, yes. Oh, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I went to culinary school. Same. You I know think about that a lot. You know, I actually did consider it once. Um, when After the, you discovered your own ramen recipe, you're well, like, you know, it's something to hear. <laughs> well, in 2010, when my career... Um, <laughs> well, actually, no, the, the sound I just made is an explosion. Yeah. Uh, that's not what happened. It was actually more like my career went... <laughs> Like it imploded. So it was like, it was like, let's say it was like this big. It went. You, it looks like you're sucking a balloon. It, it went. Okay. And when that happened, um, see, when that happened, it was just like, dude, I made a LinkedIn account so I can get a job. Oh, me, oh my. Because, I, because now I had to find another way to provide. Um, and I'm like, what do I do here? Like, I, I, I can't be a musician anymore or like an entertainer. Like, what do I do? So I made a LinkedIn account because I was under the impression that that's what you do. 
if you're looking for a job. Um, and I, I started like scoping out like what else I could do. And at one point, I was like a friend, a couple friends of mine are like they're they they are chefs, and they went to like culinary school and stuff. So I was like, you know, like making food is sort of like making music or making art, right? Except like what's great about it is you make it and you get to see like right away like people being happy and like enjoying it. Maybe like this is a good job for me to transition into. Uh, and then I realized I can't cook. Um, so, uh, well, which is why you would go so, to school, yeah, right? Yeah. But like... It's a bad school if you walk out of it not knowing how to cook something. Yeah. But like, you know, like the school, like I just didn't, it didn't pan out. But like, it is something, oh, pan out. It didn't pan out. You know, um, it didn't pan out. Uh, I'm sure it would have spiced up my life. Oh, no. You know? But you would have been so burnt out. Uh, yeah, I would have been burnt out. Okay. Anyways, um, I didn't we're end writers. up writers. Yeah, we're the best writers. See how NYU Tisch and Stanford how how much it's helping us. Okay, completely useless. We're making food puns. Okay, so yeah, don't like. Uh, we're just telling you, like, don't feel too bad when rejections happen. And if you get accepted, congratulations. And if you're all in the same building, like in high school, and you're in the same building, and you know it's a sensitive time where certain people are not going to get into their dream schools, and some people are going to feel very lost. If you do get into your dream school, dude, just, just be happy inside. Just be happy quietly, okay? You really don't need to flex that hard because people are going to know anyways, okay? Like, just be happy, call your family, call your friends, like, you know, just tell them, text them, whatever. But don't go running around the hallway, like, you know, going crazy. Just be, be considerate. And um, if you get rejected, uh, and unfortunately, for some reason, like, you have to be in school, like, right after and you feel horrible, just, um, I don't know, just skip school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, does it really matter when once you're a senior? I mean, just like, just don't go to school the, the, the day after. I mean, give it a couple days. Just get sick. Like, pretend you're sick. Um, just be home. Be with your loved ones. Um, and hopefully, you're, this is, this is, a, this is based on the fact that you're, loved ones are supportive <laughs> um if they make you feel worse like just step away for a little bit um but it truly doesn't matter um there are people here like all three of us um you know there's a biochem guy From over Yonsei. here okay biochem guy who's obviously not doing biology <laughs> or chemistry right like he's doing like visuals he's doing like <laughs> Like you never know where you're ending up. Okay, so he's not doing bio or chem. Maybe I'll end up as bio and chem. Something. Okay, Diane didn't go to NYU and study podcasting or anything like that, right? No. 
So, and and the thing is, the fact that she's doing podcasting right now, she's a producer for a podcast right now, doesn't mean um, she's going to be doing this like next year or the year after. Like she's she could be turning one of her portfolios into like a full-blown film at some point. Um, you, you don't know. And I studied English lit. Um, you did write a book. Well, yeah, but I became a rapper. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I went to Stanford. I became a rapper. Uh, I rhymed. To Stanford, I'm a rapper. Okay, you proved Stanford, yourself. Stanford, I'm a rapper. I'm become a cook, make a snap, take a snapper, <laughs> flapper, <laughs> flapper, flapper. Um, what am I a doing? Blap, blap, blap. <laughs> a blap, blap, blap. A blap, blap, blap. A blap, blap, Um, what I'm saying is, none of us ended up the way our resumes looked. None of us ended up. The way our majors looked or our minors looked, although I did minor in uh, Asian studies, and guess guess where I use that? Uh, <laughs> look at our previous episodes, and we have an episode called the racism. Oh yeah, episode that, that really jumped out. Yeah, and we talk about like um, Asian representation, and I I say some crazy things. Anyways, that that's pretty much. What my minor ended up being. One episode of the Tableau podcast, okay? So I'm saying nothing will ever, ever be set in stone. Not, nothing will ever happen the way um, it looks on paper. So don't worry, okay? Your acceptance letter means nothing. Jesus. But if you worked really hard for it, congratulations, and you did well. Of course, of course, of course, of, of course. But the reason why I'm saying it is, and on the flip side, your rejection letter means nothing. Okay? It's just a piece of paper. It's just an email. It's just it's just a bunch of words. Okay? And it, it just like the SATs can't measure your aptitude for real, and just just like your your major can't measure or can't dictate your potential for real, um, your acceptance and your rejection doesn't tell you anything about who you are or who you will be. Okay? And and I am telling you that with 100% certainty. (laughs) Thank you for uh, listening to the Tableau Podcast. You can follow me at Blow by Blow on Instagram and the Tableau Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Bye-bye.